here trying to help you. I'm here to give you what it took me 30, 30 years in ministry to get. Amen. Thank God for his goodness. All right, Titus chapter 2 and verse number 13. Looking for that blessed hope because that's exactly what this series is all about. But I got to teach this series to show the body of Christ that we are not the one looking for that blessed hope. Now, I, I went off the last time. The last time I said to you, I gave you two verses of Scripture. Let's go to uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 13. This is what I said to you. 2 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse number 5. So listen to it real good. Now just, just think what the word said, looking for. I want to show you that word, looking for, waiting for. They were looking for and waiting for because they were at the end of their dispensation. And God had promised them eternal life when he come. Just think about what I said. He promised them eternal life when he come. Well, you already have eternal life, it, don't you? That's who Christ is. All right, now watch, watch what the Word of God says. 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5, just one verse. Examine yourselves, whether you be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Know ye not your own selves? How that Jesus Christ, watch this, is in you. Except you be reprobate. So if Jesus Christ is not in you, you are not in his. All right, let me show you that again. Romans chapter 8. See, Paul said this all through the word of God. We're going to go to verse 8. Romans chapter 8, verse 8. All through the word of God, God reminds us, if Christ is not in us, then we're not his. If you are looking for the Lord, then he's not in you. They were looking for the Lord because Christ was their salvation. All right, and Christ promised to come and get them. We showed you that this morning. Romans chapter 8 and verse number 8. So then, they that are in the flesh cannot please God, but you are not in the flesh, but you are in the Spirit. You are in the Spirit, yeah. If. Look what the Word of God says. But you are not in the flesh, but you are in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God lives in you. If any man have not the spirit of Christ, he's none of his. If you don't have the spirit of Christ, you're none of, you're none of his. Look at Colossians. We gave you that one this morning. Colossians chapter number one. From the book of Colossians, chapter number one, right after the book of Philippians. Colossians chapter one. We're going to look at one verse. And that's verse number 27. Paul that preached to the Gentiles, they had already received Christ. To whom God would make known, look what it says, to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. See, you receive Christ. He was trying to get the Jewish believer to receive Christ but they rejected Christ because they rejected the cross. See? So we think that God is coming back for the Jews. So that's why when you hear so many people talking, they're always talking about what God going to do for the Jew, what God going to do for the Israel. But they're going by the Old Testament scripture. Let me show you a verse. Romans chapter 1 and verse 15. And I want to say this to you. God's no respect of persons. Now, in the Old Testament, God had chosen the people of Israel because he would bring forth his son, Jesus Christ, through a nation called Israel. But in the New Covenant, there's no respect of persons. Romans chapter 1 and verse number 15. Paul says, so much as in me is, I'm ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. I'm not ashamed, watch what he says, of the gospel of Christ. He's talking about the cross. I'm not ashamed of the cross. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, that Christ died, buried, and raised again from the dead. I'm not ashamed to preach this gospel, the gospel of Christ. 
For it is the power of God and the salvation to, watch this, to everyone. Everyone. Everyone that believeth. Then it says, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. It didn't make any difference. Everybody have to be saved by the cross. See, if you're still saying that Christ is coming, why you in Romans? Look at Romans eleven twenty six. I gave you this verse this morning. Romans chapter eleven and verse twenty six. See, if you're still saying Christ has not come, then you're still under the favoritism of the law. Because you're still saying God's going to come and save Israel. And that's what the law taught. But in the new covenant, Christ died for all men on the cross. Romans chapter 11, verse 26, so all Israel shall be saved. That was Romans eleven twenty-six. But what they was going by, they was going by as it is written. There shall come out of Zion the deliverer. That was, we read you that out of the uh, Daniel 12, 1 and 2 and 3. We read that. There shall come out of Zion the deliverer and shall turn away ungodliness from Jacob. This is my covenant unto them when I shall take away their sin. That's what he did when he came back. So if you're saying that Jesus had not come back, then you're saying he has not come and took away their sin as a nation. Here, all Israel, just make sure you put that one more time, verse 26. All Israel. Do you see what all Israel? What is he talking about all Israel? Let me show it to you. Let's go in Acts, back to the book of Acts, chapter 26, and verse number 6 and 7. All Israel mean all Israel, or 12 tribes. Now, you ought to be honest enough to know if it's all Israel, it's 12 tribes. Acts chapter 26 and verse 6. And now I stand and I'm judged, and Paul was before Agrippa, for the hope of the promise made of God. Who did he make the promise to? Unto our fathers. The fathers Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Under which promise our, here we go, 12 tribes. Now you know they don't have 12 tribes over there now. All right. For under which promise our 12 tribes instantly serving God day and night, watch this, hope to come. Now, if you're going to get this to work in this time, you got to get the 12 tribes back. Well, you can't because they already been taken out in the book of Revelation chapter 7. I'll show you that in a moment. Under which promise our 12 tribe instantly serving God day and night hope to come. For which hope sake King Agrippa, I'm accused of the Jews. Now, Watch what he at. Revelation chapter 7. Let's see what happened to the 12 tribes of Israel. The 12 tribes, and, and again, the same people, Mrs. Crump, the same people who don't believe, the same people who believe Jesus Christ hasn't come yet, same people don't believe the book of Revelation. Now you watch this pattern. See, I studied, I studied churches and I studied what they believe. The same people who don't believe that Jesus has come already. They don't believe the book of Revelation has happened either. Matter of fact, then you got some that say, well, uh, well, you know, we're in, we in chapter 4. How can you be in chapter 4? I've been hearing that ever since I was, listen, I'm 71. We still in chapter 4? Well, how do we know when we change chapters? You know, that's so ignorant, isn't it? They're saying it because in Revelation chapter 4, we know we're not there yet because it said to John, come up hither. Isn't that ignorant? So they said, come up hither because that's the rapture. And you got churches are believing that because they, they think that the body of Christ is going to be raptured. No, it was the church of God. Here it is. Matter of fact, I showed it to you in Revelation chapter 7. Showing you they were taken out. Revelation chapter 7 and verse 1. After these things I saw four angels stand on the four corners of the earth, holding four winds of the earth, 
that the wind should not blow on the earth. Not on the earth is talking about Israel. So you're talking about Israel, you're talking about the people that lived in Israel. All right, they were the earth, the sea, and the, and the tree. So you want to go back and you can check those words out. I saw another angel standing on, uh, ascending from the east, having the seal of a living God. Now you know what a seal is for, right? Ownership. You've been sealed already with the Holy Spirit. All right, having the seal of the living God, cry with a loud voice to the four beasts to whom it was given to hurt, hurt the earth. So here it is, they were getting ready to destroy them. And the Bible says, the angel says, hurt not the earth, verse number three. Hurt not the earth, neither the sea, nor the tree. Now this was Israel. Till we have sealed, S-E-A-L-E-D, the servants of our God in their foreheads. They sealed them, yeah, they sealed them in their forehead. And I heard the number of them which were sealed. And there was sealed 144,000, watch this, of all of all the tribe, all the tribe, that's 12 tribes. All the tribes of the children of Israel. There are 12 tribes. All the way through your Old Testament, it told you 12 tribes of Israel. But see, the key is, you believing something somebody told you, you're not studying the word for yourself. All right, now, let's go to Revelation chapter 9 and verse 1. Then we're going to go to Revelation 14 and verse 1. Let me show you a couple of verses while I'm here in Revelation. A lot of people are scared to read and read the book. Revelation chapter 9, verse 1. Then we're going to go to Revelation 14 and 1. Revelation 9 and 1 says, And the fifth angel sounded. Revelation chapter 9 and verse 1. That's what we're waiting on. And the fifth angel sounded. I saw a star fall from heaven unto the earth, and the hymn was given the key the, to the bottomless pit. And he opened the bottom of his pit, there arose a smoke out of the pit, and the smoke of a great furnace, and the sun and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. And there came out the smoke locusts upon the earth, and upon them was given power as the scorpions of the earth have power. And it was commanded them that they should not hurt, there it is, that's what I read to you in Revelation 7. Do not hurt the grass of the earth, do not hurt any green thing. Do not hurt any tree, but only those men. So you know he's talking about people. Only those men who have not the seal of God in their foreheads. All right, now let's go over and show you that. They, only the one that did not have the seal of God in their forehead. Well, let's go over and look at Revelation chapter 14. What was that seal? Don't drop your cup. Revelation 14 and 1. After this, I looked. And a lamb stood on, the, on Mount Zion. Mount Zion? Come on. <laughs> a lamb stood on Mount Zion, and with him, here it is, 144,000, having his father's name. Wait a minute. Let me ask you something. What is a father's name? Now, you've been, in, you've been in church all these years. What is the Father's name? I'm going to show it to you. Having his Father's name, watch this, written in their foreheads. So that's what I told you, the 144,000 was sealed. And God wrote in their foreheads, watch this, the name Jesus. Why? Because that's the Father's name. You do know that, right? John chapter 5, verse 43. Let me show you that. John chapter 5 and verse 43. I'm going to get back to my message. I'm just trying to show you a few things. John chapter 5 and verse 43. John chapter 5, verse 43. Just one verse. Here it is. I am come... In my father's name. Well, what name did he come in? Came in the name Jesus. Don't drop the cup. Jesus is the father's name. Now, with that in mind, I'm going to show you some other stuff. Now, the only way Israel could be saved 
They must know the Father. Now, that's, that's some tough stuff there. The only way Israel could be saved, let's go to Jeremiah 9, 23 and 24. The only way Israel could be saved during their dispensation, they had to know the Father. And although they believed in the Son, the Father's name was put on their forehead, the name Jesus. See, when you follow that, you're going to look at the book of Revelation, if you don't mind by going to the book of Revelation. He said, I'm going to write up on them my new name. He wrote up on them the name of Jesus in their foreheads. All right, now, now all this happened 2,000 years ago. Now, in Revelation, let me go where I'm saying, I'm, I'm sorry, Jeremiah 9, 23 and 24. Jeremiah chapter 9 and verse 23. Now, I'm going to show you Jeremiah 9, 23, and I'm going to, I'm going to let you see something. Because the only way Israel could be saved, they had to know the Father. Now, the only way you saved, your faith got to be in what the Son did. I reckon you know, what about, know about salvation, right? The only way Israel could be saved, they had to know the Father. Why did Jesus come? So they can know the Father. All right, here we go. Jeremiah chapter 9, verse 23. Thus said the Lord, let not the wise man glory his wisdom, neither let the mighty man glory his might. Let not the rich man glory his riches, but let him that glory glory in this, that he understandeth and knoweth me. That's how they were saved in the Old Testament. That's, what they spoke. That's why Paul told them not to glory. He did glory, let them glory in the Lord. That's why he said that because they had the glory because they knew the Lord. That I am the Lord which exercised loving kindness and judgment and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, said the Lord. Now let's show you that in the Gospel of St. Luke chapter 10. Let's show you that in chapter 10. So this way you will understand what that meant. In the Gospel of St. Luke chapter 10. Watch what, watch what happened in verse 17. Go to Luke 10, 17. Jesus has sent out his disciples. He sent out the 70. Here the 70 has returned. Watch what they're going to say when they come back. In verse 17, the 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject to us, watch this, through your name. Well, why were the devil subject to them through the name Jesus? Because that was the Father's name. See, every knee had to bow. Watch this. And he said to them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. And verse 19, Behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions over all the power of the enemy. Nothing shall by enemy and hurt you. But watch what he's going to tell them. Notwithstanding, in this rejoice not. Don't rejoice because the devils are subject to you. And that the spirits are subject to you. But you rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Now why is he saying that? Because they are included in the 144,000. Now, let me, go, let me go back. Let me go back. Let, let me show you. Look, let's go back to Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy 32. Let's go back to Deuteronomy chapter 32. See, we are talking about why Jesus came the first time. He came that they may know the Father. We'll get on that in just a moment. But we're going to go to Exodus chapter 32. I said Deuteronomy, didn't I? Deuteronomy chapter 32. Well, when you look at Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy chapter number 32. And we're going to look at around verse 32 there. Deuteronomy 32. I'm not going to be able to read all that. All that's good stuff. But Deuteronomy chapter 32 and watch, this is a conversation between the Lord and Moses. 
Deuteronomy chapter 32. I thought I said Exodus 32, didn't I? I'm, I'm saying Deuteronomy 32 and I'm looking at Exodus 32. Yeah, I want Exodus, I'm sorry, forgive me. I'm sorry, Exodus chapter 32. My pages are stuck here. All right, there we go. Exodus chapter 32. Now, Moses is going to come down from the mountain. And verse 31 said, let's go to verse 31. Exodus chapter 32 and verse 31. And Moses returned unto the Lord and says, Oh, this people have sinned a great sin and have made them gods of gold. Remember they had that made that thing of gold? Yet now, if thou wilt forgive their sin, and then Moses said, look, and if not, blot me, I pray thee, out of thy book. Watch this, which thou hast written. Now, he's not talking about a book that he gonna write. He's talking about a book which thou hast written. Now, I want you to jot down some scriptures because we're going to look at this book that he written. So we're going to go back to Daniel like we were before, Daniel 12, 1. You can write these down. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give them to you, then we're going to trace them. Daniel 12 and 1. Philippians 4, 3. Revelation 13 and 5. Revelation 17 and 8. Revelation 20 and 12. While we're in Revelation 20, we're going to look at verse 12 and 15. Revelation 21, 27. And Revelation 22, 19. Now, Mrs. Crump, I'm going to have you to call them out as I get ready to go back through them, okay? So we're going to go start off with Daniel 12 and 1. All right. You're going to help them out back there a little bit. So you call them out, and I'll call them out again. Daniel chapter 12. Now, we're talking about the book now. The book that was already written. See, in the Old Testament, God already knew he had 12, 12 tribes in Israel. So that's why they end up with 144,000. But watch what Daniel going to say in Daniel chapter 12. At that time, Michael, stand up, we're in verse 1. The great prince was standing for the children of thy people, talking about Israel. There shall be a time of trouble such as never since there was a nation, even the time, even that same time. And at that time, thy people shall be delivered. That's why I told you in Romans eleven twenty six, everyone that shall be found, here it is, written in the book. Well, what book was it written in? I just told you in Luke 10, 20, I read that to you, that it, told them don't glory because the devils are subject to you but rejoice because your name is written in heaven. Philippians 4.3 Philippians chapter 4 and verse number 3 We're just going to run through these so as we're going just call them out that I know where I'm going next. Philippians chapter 4 and verse number 3 Watch what Paul says in Philippians 4 and verse number 3. There we go. I entreat thee also to yoke fellow, help those women which labor with me in the gospel, with Clement also, with other my fellow labors, whose names are in the book of life. See, what we used to think is God is writing your name in the book now. No, he's not writing your name in the book now. Because in the Old Testament, they had a book of life. In the New Testament, it's not a book of life. It's a person. It's a person. So we'll get to that when we get to it. So, so the next, next one I gave you. <laughs> now I gave you Revelation chapter 3, verse 5. Revelation 3, 5, next. Revelation chapter 3, 
and verse 5. See, we just run them down. The Bible just filled with this. Watch what he said to the church. Now, remember, there were seven churches, but there was Old Testament churches in the book of Revelation. The seven churches. Here we go. Revelation 3 and 5. He that overcometh, the same shall be clothed with white raiment. Now, we know what that is, right? The linen of saint, righteousness, right? And I would not blot, I would not, I would not blot out his name out of the book of life. So we know this book which is written in heaven, the book of life that their name was in. And then it says, but I will confess his name before the Father and before his holy angels. That's why they had to confess to be saved. And they had to hold on to their confession. All right? Now we're going to go to Revelation 13, 8. Revelation 13, 8 first. And then Revelation 17, 8. Revelation chapter 13 and verse number 8. Just one verse. Revelation 13, 8. There it is. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship the beast, whose name, watch this, are not written in the book of life. So remember, they had the, 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 the beast during that time. They had the temple during that time. You don't have no temple. You don't have no temple for the beast to sit in. See, all that stuff you talk about already happened 2,000 years ago. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship the beast whose names are not written in the book of life. Book of life of the Lamb. Book of life of the Lamb. Slain from the foundation of the world. See, that's what he was talking about. All right, let's go to the next one. Revelation chapter number 17 and verse 8. From there we go to 2012. Revelation 2012. 17, 8 first. See, if you just, just go right through the word, you can see the book. My page is sticking, just give me a moment. Revelation chapter 17. And verse number 8, right? Revelation chapter 17, verse 8. The beast that thou sawest was and is, and shall ascend out of the bottomless pit, and go into perdition. And they that dwell on the earth shall wonder whose name was not written, whose name was not written in the book of life, watch when it was written, from the foundation of the world when they beheld the beast that was and is and is not. So this book was written from the foundation of the world. But, you know, we was growing up, we, we used to sing a song, Write my name on the road I've been... We thought we'd write. If God wrote our name every Sunday, God help us. Revelation chapter 20. And verse 12 of that, right? Revelation chapter 20, and I saw the dead. See, all this is going with Israel, Peter, James, and John, all the way through the book of Revelation. That's not you. The book of Revelation is not for you. He's talking about what happened to Israel, and that's why people are scared to write it. The book of Revelation chapter 20 and verse 12 is what we're waiting for. Here we go. And I saw the dead. Now, let's back up to verse 10. I got to back up to verse 10 because when I go back to Thessalonians, when Jesus came, see, if you don't believe Jesus came, you don't believe the devil been defeated. You don't even believe the devil destroyed. But see, when Jesus came, that's one of the things that he did was destroy the devil. So let's look at it in the book of Revelation, shall we? Revelation chapter number 20 and verse number 10. And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire. There he is. And brimstone, where the king was, that king was called the beast, where the beast, the false prophet, shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. I'm thank God, I thank God he put that on the end. Forever and forever. How long is forever and forever? It's forever and ever. There's no coming out. But we don't believe Jesus come, so we still scatter the devil. Oh, the devil. 
All right, here we go. In verse 11, I saw a great white throne, and him that sat up on it, from whose faith the earth and the heavens fled away, and there was found no place for them, and I saw the dead. Now, if you don't believe Jesus came, you don't believe none of this happened. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. Here it is. And the books were opened. The books. Same thing God told you back in Daniel, wasn't it? The same thing. Showed you that. See, when you read Daniel chapter 7, verse 10, you'll see the same thing. The books was open. Daniel 12 and 1, I just read it to you. The books was open. And another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead, watch this, and the dead was judged. You, you are not, see, if Christ had not come, you waiting to be judged. My God Almighty. See, but you don't want to believe the truth because you taught this for so long. So you got to be right. No, you learned it from somebody who was wrong. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books was opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the book. Don't drop your cup. Here it is, here it is. According to their works. Can't be you, right? Come on, you, you, you're not judged according to your works now, are you? To do that, you had to be under the law. And I'm going to tell you something. Where there's no law, there is no transgression. That's Romans 4.15, in case you got your pretty Bible. Romans 4.15, where there's no law, there's no transgression. So God can't judge you if you not, don't have a law. These people were judged because they were under the law. I'm going to keep reading. Verse number 13 says, And the sea gave up the dead which were in it. Death and hell were delivered up to the dead that were in them, and they were judged. Again, every man was judged according to their works. KBU. By grace you say, through faith, not of yourselves, not of works. It's the gift of God. But under the dispensation of the law, they were judged according to their works. And then here in verse number 14, it says, three, three, three straight, verse 12, according to their work. Verse 13, according to their work. And verse 14, death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was not going to be, was cast into the lake of fire. Hey, he didn't say that going to happen. Those people who was not in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. See, you're going to have to understand the word of God. You've got to believe the word of God. 21, 27. We got, oh, that, this thing just go on and on and on. Right? Revelation 21, 27. Talking about the city, New Jerusalem. There should in no wise enter anything into it that defileth. Neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. See, the, everybody had a, in the Lamb's book of life could enter the city. But that's not you. You're not entering the city. You're entering the person himself, Christ. Here's the last one. 22:19. Revelation 22:19. Let's do 18, 19 together, can we? Revelation 22, verse 18 and verse 19. It says, I testify unto everyone that heareth the words of the prophets of this book. If any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto them him the plague that are written in this book. Now, if he's going to write, if he's going to give you the plague that are written in this book, what, what book are you reading? It's got to be Old Testament. There are no plagues in the New Covenant. Let me say it again. I said there's no plagues in the new covenant. The plagues was in the old covenant. See, when people said today, oh yeah, but well, we got this virus. This is a man 
This is what happens when man does not obey God. This ain't God doing something. When Israel would not obey God, God released ten plagues upon Pharaoh. You don't see God releasing plagues on people in the New Covenant. Now, that one man who thought he was God and he died up in his seat. Worms ate him up. Watch what it says. Revelation chapter 22 and verse number 18 says, For I testify to every man that's, everyone that hear the words of the prophet of this book, if any man shall add to these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. Well, they are written in the Old Covenant, not New Covenant, thank God. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part, watch this, out of the book of life. Can't be you. And out of the holy city from the things that are written in this book. He that testify these things says, Surely I come quickly. Amen. Even so come, Lord Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Now, I want to go back, and I want to go back to Hebrews chapter 9, and we're going to pick it up right there. Oh, I hope you're enjoying the word. Hebrews chapter 9. Why did Jesus come the first time? Hebrews chapter 9. I told you the only way Israel could be saved, they have to know the Father. Let me do that first. Let's, let me do that first. Let's go to John 12, the Gospel of John chapter 12, and let's start reading verse 44 through 50. The only way Israel could be saved, they have to know the Father. So why did Jesus come the first time? So they could know the Father and to die for the sins of the world and to bring in grace and truth. See, that's why he came the first time. We want to show you those things. John chapter 12, verse 44. We'll read out of the King James. John chapter 12 and verse number 44. I'm there. I'm just getting there. Je Jesus cried. That means he raised his voice and says, He that believeth on me, watch this, believeth not on me, but on him that sent me. So otherwise, when a man believed on Jesus, he wasn't really believing on Jesus. He was believing on the Father that sent him. So that's why you're here. The Father said, he that receiveth you, receiveth me. And he that do not receive you, do not receive me. So they could not receive the Father unless they receive the Son. All right? Now watch this. Verse 45. He that seeth me, so he dealt with the believers first. Verse 14, he that believeth on me, believeth on him that sent me. And then verse 45, he that seeth me, seeth him that sent me. So you got to hear what Jesus says. When you see me, you see the Father. When you believe me, you believe the Father. Remember, Jesus spake in parables. And then in verse number 46, I am come a light into the world, that whosoever believeth on me should not abide in darkness, that darkness is flesh. If any man hear my words, and believe it not, I judge him not. I came not to judge the world, watch this, but to save the world. Now the first time, what did he come to do? He came to save the world. But when he came back, all those that did not receive his salvation, they were destroyed. How do you know that? Because his Bible told me that. Watch what verse 48 says. After this, we show you Revelation 1 and 7. That's where we go next. Watch this. Let's finish this. We're in verse 48. Here it is. He that rejected me, rejected not my words, you got one that judges him. 
the word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him, watch this, in the last day. Now, if, if he's going to judge them in the last day, are you telling me they're still in the ground, haven't been judged in 2,000 years? No. Nah. Now, you know, my daddy would tell me that I'm going to get you. And he might wait a few hours, but before I went to bed, he got me. When God told them that he going to get them, he got them. Don't think that they still lay in the ground 2,000 years saying God ain't going to get me. Watch what he says. Verse 48, he that rejected me rejected not my words, has one that re judges him. The word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. For I have not spoken of myself, but the Father which sent me, he gave me commandment, what I should say and what I should speak. So when you rejected the Son, you were rejecting the Father. When you believe the Son, you believe the Father. And I know that this commandment is, is life. Watch this. And I know that his commandment is life. Everlasting. Life. Everlasting. And whatsoever I speak, therefore, even the Father said to me, so I speak. Now, everything he was doing and saying, when they receive him, they will receive the Father. Let me show you Revelation chapter 1, verse 7. Just one verse. Revelation 1, 7. See, these people was not going nowhere till Jesus come back. Revelation chapter 1, verse 7. Watch what this Bible says. Revelation 1 and 7. See, the way you speak is, you know, God, 2,000 years ago, God told them he's going to get them. I'm going to get y'all. All this stuff y'all doing, I'm going to get y'all. 2,000 years later, you're saying God didn't got, hadn't got him yet. Revelation 1 and 7 is what I'm waiting for. Revelation 1 and 7. Behold, he coming with clouds. Every eye shall see him. 2,000 years ago. Why? Because they were looking for him and they were waiting for him. They also which pierced him. Now, wait a minute. Every eye going to see him and they also that pierced him. Now, wait a minute. Now, you know they, that Roman soldier pierced Jesus with the sword. I, you think he's still alive? Or you just refuse to believe God's word? Behold, he come with cloud. Every eye shall see him. And they also which pierced him. Watch this. All kindred. Now, if you're a pretty good student, that's 12 tribes. Come on now. All tribes. 12 tribes, the word kindred means tribes. All tribes of Israel, because that's what the word earth means. See, you, if you don't understand earth, then that's what your problem is. In the beginning, God created the heaven and earth. What did he create? He created Jerusalem and Israel. Israel is the earth. It's the promised land. That's why you have that and Jerusalem. So here, behold, he come with cloud. Every eye shall see him. They also will pierce him. And all the kindreds of the earth, all the tribes of Israel, shall well because of him, even so. Amen. Well, why Israel well because of him? What, what that's it, wait a minute. Israel well because of him. Well, we're about to go look at that. Because if they well because of him, let's look at Revelation 7 and 1 while we're there. Revelation 7 and 1 while we're there. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I want to go to 1 John 2.28. Israel well because of him. 1 John 2.28. Let's go back to 1 John. 1 John chapter 2. All Israel going well because of him. Let's show you that in 1 John 
1 John chapter 2 and verse 20. And now, little children, 1 John chapter 2 and verse 20. There it is. And now, little children, abide in him, that when he shall appear, now remember, John, John is writing the Jews. When he shall appear, we, when he shall appear, we, we may have confidence and not be ashamed at his coming. We would have confidence, not be ashamed at his coming. Go right into chapter 3 then. Watch what he's going to say. 1 John 3, 1. Behold what man of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world knoweth us not because it knew him not. Beloved, now we the sons of God. It does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, once again, John is telling them, when he shall appear, we shall be like him. When he shall appear, we shall be like him. You, you think that's going to be 2,000 years? They haven't yet. When he shall appear, we shall be like him. Watch this. We, don't drop your cup. We shall be like him. We shall see him as he is. We, not you. Can't you get that? John said, we're going to see him like he is. And every man that have this hope in him purifies himself even as he is pure. Are you listening? See, all you got to do is just believe. L let me show you something. Look at John chapter 6. Let's go back to John. The Gospel of St. John. Chapter 6, verse 38. Israel could not be saved until they believed. They saw the Father, they saw the Son, but they had to believe because to believe the Son is to believe the Father. Israel, the only way Israel could be saved, they had to know the Father. Jesus came that they might know the Father. We're in the Gospel of St. John, chapter 6 and verse number 38. Here we go. I came down from heaven. This is what Jesus is telling them. I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. And this is the Father's will. He's going to say it again because I'm, I'm going to ask you what it is. And this is the Father's will which has sent me that of all which he has given me I should lose nothing, but should raise it up at the last day. All right. Now, if Jesus was going to raise up all the people that God gave him at the last day, when is that going to happen? That's what you're saying? People are still in the ground 2,000 years waiting for Jesus to raise them up? You think God promised him something 2,000 years later before he did it. When he says, behold, I come quickly, quick, 2,000 years ain't quick. Watch this. The Gospel of St. John, chapter 6, verse 39. I will raise it up again the last day. And he did. Because I can show you that in the Gospel of St. Matthew, when Jesus Christ died on the cross, the grave is open. And the body of them that slept arose, came out of the grave. I don't have, I don't, I can show it to you. Hold your finger right there. We'll come right back here. Go to Matthew 27. Matthew 27. Pastor Crump ain't afraid to preach, preach the word to you. Go to Matthew 27. You just got to believe the word. And when you don't believe the word, that's what happened. That word keeps slapping you upside your head. Because you believe somebody else and don't believe the Bible. Matthew chapter 27, verse 50. People lied to you, talking about Jesus Christ is coming. 
Jesus Christ is where he may come to you or come get you. But that had nothing to say about being prophetic. If you die, he can't got you. So you better be right. Better not cry. Matthew 27, 50. Jesus, when he had cried again with a loud voice, yielded up the ghost. He just died on the cross. And behold, the veil of the temple was written twain. Now remember, he's out there on the mountain dying, but in the temple, the veil of the temple was torn in half from the top to the bottom. And watch this, and the earthquake, remember we talk about Israel. And the rocks rent, why? Because that was a great earthquake. And the graves were opened. Isn't that what Jesus told them? The graves were opened. Many bodies of the saints, saints were Jews. I know you want that good morning, saints. Listen, saints were Jews. We are the body of Christ. We are called now citizens of heaven. And the graves were opened. Many bodies of the saints which slept arose and they, and they came out of the graves after his resurrection that is right there they came out of the graves after his resurrection and they went into the holy city Hebrew chapter 12 verse 22 the holy city is New Jerusalem so they didn't go into the physical they went into the heavenly Jerusalem they was raised from the dead They came out of the grave after his resurrection, went into the holy city, and appealed to many. That's awesome stuff. See, that's why, look at 1 Corinthians 15 20. Let me show you something. That's why in 1 Corinthians 15 and 20, when Jesus rose from the dead, don't you know he was the first resurrection? Let me, let me show you that. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. So that's why Jesus had to be the first to rise from the dead. Now, here's my point. If Jesus is the first to rise from the dead, why would God raise the first from the dead and then leave everybody else on the ground? Something wrong with that picture, isn't it? 2,000 years ago, we still waiting for him to raise some more. First Corinthians 15. Now, I'm going to ask you to switch over to the NLT when you find it, if you could do that for me. 1 Corinthians 15, 20. Let me, let me get my NLT here. 1 Corinthians 15, 20. Now, this is awesome. You already got it? Beat me there. 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 20. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead. Now, you do believe that part, right? Christ has been raised from the dead. Here it is. He is the first of a great harvest. Christ has raised, been raised from the dead. He is the first of a great harvest of all who have died. So if God raised Jesus from the dead first, and he's the first of the great harvest of all them that were, that were dead, you think God left the rest of them in the ground? No, the Bible said Christ is the first fruit of them that slept. Verse 21, we're still reading. So you see, just as death came in the world through a man, now the resurrection from the dead, watch it, don't drop your cup, has begun through another man. So when Jesus rose from the dead, many saints got up from the ground after his resurrection. So you see, just as death, verse 21, came into the world through a man, now the resurrection from the dead has begun through another man, just as everyone dies, because we all belong to Adam, everyone who belongs to Christ will be given new life. Christ, but, there's an, but, but, but there is an order 
to the resurrection. Christ was raised as the first of the harvest. Then all who belong to Christ will be raised, watch this, when he come back. Wait a minute. What you are saying is everybody that was with Jesus had to stay there until Jesus came back. Not, nothing wrong with that. That did happen. But what you're telling me is he hadn't, he hadn't come back yet. So all those people he promised is still in the ground. 1 Thessalonians 4.13 We want that out to NLT. Isn't that something? After that, the end will come. See, that's what you're waiting on. You're waiting on this to happen. Look at 1 Thessalonians 4.13 Out of the NLT. We're going to close with it. We're going to close with that. 1 Thessalonians 4.13 Watch what Paul is going to tell these people. 1 Thessalonians 4.13 And now, dear brothers and sisters, we want you to know what happened to the believers who have died. So you would not grieve like other people who have no hope. So since we believe that Jesus died and was raised to life again, we also believe that when Jesus returned, watch what Paul's saying, God will bring back with him the believers who have died. Now, here's my point. When you talk to Jesus in Matthew, you are saying that they are still in the ground. Their bodies are still there. Their souls went to be with the Lord. So you're saying the Lord has not come back so those people can get their bodies 2,000 years ago. Watch what verse 15 we in 1 Thessalonians 4, 15. We tell you directly from the Lord, we who are still living, when the Lord returns, will not meet, will not meet here ahead of those who have died. The Lord himself will come down from heaven with a command to shout with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God. First the Christians who have died will rise from their graves. Then together with them. Then together with them we who are still alive. Now, we're talking about 2,000 years ago, so you know good and well they're not still alive. We who are still alive and remain on earth will be caught up in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Then we will be with the Lord forever. We're going to do one verse, Matthew chapter 24, 34 out of NLT. I'm sorry, good news. Good news. Matthew 24, 34 the good news. One verse. Oh, my God Almighty. Man, it's an awesome thing when you miss God, but it's worse than that when somebody shows you you miss God. I used to believe like you believe. Matthew 24, 34, just one verse, and I have the good news. Watch what it says. Now, in the King James, it says, this generation shall not pass away till all these things be fulfilled. Watch what it says, the good news. Remember that all things, all these things would happen. Watch what he says. Remember, now, remember this is what Jesus said. All these things would happen when Jesus, before the people now living, have all died. Well, that's 2,000 years ago. That's a generation. 40 years. Jesus died in AD 30. AD 70, Jerusalem was destroyed, and all that did not get out of there and run to the mountain, they were destroyed with it. My time is up. I thank you for yours. Praise God for his goodness. We glow in the cross. We glow in the cross. Thank God for his cross. You don't have to die. You can put your faith and your confidence in Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4 Christ died for our sins. He was buried and God raised him again from the dead for our justification. But if you were living under Jesus' ministry, you had to receive, believe, and you were going to see Jesus, you had to believe in Jesus, or you would die and go to hell. Here, 
if you don't receive Christ's death, believe in Christ's death, death, and resurrection, you also would die and go to hell. Christ died for your sins. Don't die in your sins. He was buried and God raised him from the dead. Receive Christ's death, death, and resurrection today. My time is up. I thank you for yours. And the door of faith is open unto you. Thank you for listening to the Dora Faith Ministries podcast. I hope this message was a blessing to you and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Also, be sure to find us online at www.mydoorfaith.org. That's www.mydoorfaith.org.